where does money come from? This is topical right now because every politician has an opinion about socialism, social democracy, capitalism, and this question of whether capitalism has failed. And I have friends who are highly intelligent, thoughtful, and sincere who are sympathetic to the idea that capitalism has failed. So we're going to examine this question, but first we need to tackle this minor but very critical point, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Where does money come from? The question is, how was the money in your pocket born? So stay with me. You will understand this, and when you do, you will see the world in a different way. But first, I'm Ken Bauso. I'm a CFA charter holder. I spent my career on Wall Street and in the financial markets, and I do this podcast to analyze and comment on financial and economic issues in terms that can be understood by everyone, even if you're not a financial professional. No one question makes more clear how little we understand our monetary system and how little we understand our economic world around us. If I showed you a graph of the amount of money that existed through different periods of time in the past, you'd probably not be surprised to see that that graph goes up and to the right, lower left to the upper right, basically showing that every year, roughly speaking, there's more and more and more and more and more money. Okay, so where does it come from? It says Federal Reserve note on it, so people would be, it'd be natural for people to think that the Federal Reserve has something to do with it. What about the digital money in your account, which is over 90% of the money that exists is in digital form in your account? Okay, this is the answer. Commercial banks creating loans is what creates new money. Okay, commercial banks. So here's an example. Let's say you have $100 in your bank account and you want to go to the corner store and buy a gallon of milk. You're going to use a credit card when you buy that milk, and in our example, and what that credit card represents is that a bank has given you a line of credit, and in our little example, you're going to draw on that line of credit in order to buy the milk. Now, after that transaction, you still have $100 in your bank account. The person who sold you the milk now has $3. Right, but you still have your $100, so where did that $3 come from? It didn't require someone else to forego spending the $3 in order to save it, in order to loan it to you so that you could spend it. None of that was required. Right? That money has been created, and if at the end of the month you pay off your credit card bill, that money has been destroyed. Okay, so let's take one step further. Let's say, I've got a desert island example for you here, okay? Desert island example. Let's say we want to replicate this crazy system. I don't know why we would want to replicate this system, but let's say we decided to replicate the system on a desert island. I'm going to be the one who controls the banks. I will loan you $1,000, and we agree that you'll pay me back 6% in a year. So you'll pay me back the $1,000 I loan you, plus $60, which is 6% of $1,000. After I make the loan to you, there is only $1,000 in existence. Okay, if I make no new loans, where does that extra $60 come from? So since we now understand that making new loans is what creates money, and because each loan has an interest rate associated with it, that means that loan growth in our system 
must continue to expand in order for the system to work smoothly. Okay, that is a critical point here. Our system, our financial system, must continue to make new loans for the system to work smoothly. This may prompt you to ask the question, what if we've had a borrowing binge and we already have too many loans relative to our income? That's an excellent question. We're going to get to these, to these kinds of questions. You're getting ahead of me. What I've explained is the primary way that money is created. Okay, when the system ceases to function smoothly, that's when these other programs like Federal Reserve has been doing quantitative easing, currently in reverse. And remember, in the last recession, we had these programs like TARP and TALF and, and all these things. We're only talking right now about the primary way that money is created. So now that you understand this, it also really shows that the banks are special. The banking industry is special. The money that we're all using has been created by the commercial banking system, by independent private businesses. Okay, so all the most powerful forces in society, in our economy, in the government, have an interest in a smoothly functioning financial system. And this was a hard fought issue for our founders. I'll give you a quote from Thomas Jefferson. This is 1813, quote, the trifling economy of paper, meaning paper money, as a cheaper medium or its convenience for transmission weighs nothing in opposition to the advantages of the precious metals. It is liable to be abused, has been, is, and forever will be abused in every country in which it has been permitted. It's very strong words by Thomas Jefferson. And what he and Madison, the real issue for them is that they felt that this system, the system that we have now, would give the banking elite unprecedented control on the economy and therefore incredible leverage over our government. Okay, so this is a simple idea. This video is only five minutes long, but now you understand how money is created. Coming up, we're going to talk about how what you now understand in conjunction with other mechanisms in our financial system has created massive distortions in our economy and our society, and how one of the many consequences is that the Federal Reserve is painted into a corner. But that's for a later video. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. We're just getting rolling.